After a play, like they want to bring the the writer. I, I don't know. That's what they say in the movie. Have you made that? That's, what, that's when they. I've, I've never seen a play they like, like that happen. Yeah, it's like a Broadway. Th- I've never been to Broadway. Like, I never go to I plays. I don't, I don't know, know anything about, about plays. I've seen a handful of plays, and that has never once happened. Are they like Shakespeare though? So like, if they shout author, author, like nothing's gonna happen. Like it's just gonna be like silence. <laughs> it's like Shakespeare like turns gently in his grave, like. <laughs> I mean, no, I've seen like non Shakespeare. I've like plays with living authors, but I guess yeah. like he's a famous author. Is he a famous author? Famous playwright? Like, I well, don't he's know. it's based on on a real per- like the person who wrote the film. Oh. It's like autobiographical ish. So, oh, okay, we can get into that. We have to introduce the podcast. <laughs> That's so <laughs> Immediately <laughs> off track. It's good. It's good. Horrible. Okay. Hi, hi, hello, welcome to Al Pacino. I am Laura, and I know nothing about Al Pacino. I'm Maddie, and I know too much about Al Pacino. And this is a podcast about Al Pacino. It's about Al Pacino movies, it's about Al Pacino the guy, it's about Al Pacino's various outfits and haircuts and Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. the whole thing. (laughs) And we're working through his filmography chronologically to kind of talk about him and the role that he has played as a movie star in the history of you know Hollywood movies and why we love movies and why we love movie stars and why we love you know the film industry despite (laughs) everything terrible that it has done and how terrible it is now it's all his fault maybe I don't know uh, yeah, sure. It's all can we blame? Fault. Can we blame Al for the like decline of the film industry? I actually have a can... quote from him today that we could definitely use to blame him oh. for this. So like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> He's well, something anyway. Right, I've, I've already given away the the title of the movie that we're talking about today. Yeah, so, so oh, I, I mean, can explain what it is. Yeah, but... tell us what's what's the movie. So we're talking about Author Author, which is a film from 1982 directed by Arthur Hiller, and it stars Al Diane Cannon. Is that how you say her name? Dian. Oh my god, anyway. I was gonna look this up. <laughs> I didn't look it up. It's the story of this podcast is someone being like, I was I gonna look this up at some point. And anyway, and Tuesday World, and um, anyway, and Al plays a playwright, and he's juggling the opening of his new play with um parenting sort of about five children i didn't i actually kind of lost count but i think it's five um and only one of those kids is his and the rest are like just have like landed in his home and this week we're joined by our dear friend alicia we are it's our second guest i'm very excited welcome (laughs) thank you you for having me (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome it's it's a gift that we've given to you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is my my first ever podcast appearance and I'm very I feel so um what's the word honored that I get to appear <laughs> on Al Pacino. I'm a huge fan. Oh. <laughs> we appreciate so, it. And we're so delighted we're to have you to talk about this <laughs> t- 
terrible movie. And it's, terrible it's not a good movie. It's not yeah. a terrible podcast at all. It's very, very entertaining. <laughs> film, not so much, but the podcast is great. Yeah. No, this thing's stinks. kind of entertaining. It's bad. It's, kind of entertaining. it's not bad. It's bad. It's bad. I'm like. I think I, it's charming. I don't know. I think for some reason, like. I don't know why particularly this movie has evoked such a like rage in me, but I'm just like <laughs> this thing sucks. Like I don't know why I hate it so much, and I don't even hate it. That's the thing. Like it's not. I just because it's about I don't know. dads being good, yeah. and you're like unrealistic. But she's not okay. We're, we'll get into it. We'll get into it because like no, <laughs> like incorrect. <laughs> just like it's not true. That's not. Not at all. Not at all. It's Diane Cannon, by the way. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure. Of course. That makes sense. <laughs> I know. Why would you spell it like whatever? It's her. Um, it's her. It's her name. Her name is like she, her name is Diane, like spelt like Diane, but I think it's probably like a like a um, showbiz thing. Yeah, like a yeah Screen Actors Guild thing, right? Like you know, yeah. You got to have a fun spelling for your name so people know who you are, right? So people can't pronounce it in like yeah. forty years. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Boy. Where should we start? Right. I can tell you about yeah. the context, I guess. Please do. Um. Well, okay. So the most important thing is that this is like written by Israel Horovitz, who wrote "The Indian Wants the Bronx," which was Al's kind of um, breakout uh, play that he did with John Katzali, like back in the early seventies or the sixties, early seventies, I think. And it is semi-autobiographical, so it's like he has three kids not five um but he got divorced and was kind of juggling these kids with like his playwright career so that seems like most of the reason why Al took it but um he also really respected the producer and that's Irvin Winkler who worked with Scorsese and De Niro on New York New York and Raging Bull so he's like a pretty big deal and also liked The Hospital which is directed by Arthur Hiller but that was like 10 years before this and he directed like shit until now so like I don't know if that was a strong take from Al being like this is the guy I'm gonna choose and he wanted to do a comedy that also seems to be Mm. part of the reason why he wanted to do it (sighs) especially after cruising I imagine you're like let's do something completely different than this (laughs) let's do this (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and it really yeah really couldn't be more different in just like every sense like this is like it's like if you have like a spectrum these two movies are like the opposite ends of a spectrum yeah right like it's just yeah crazy how different he is in these movies and how different they are as movies like it's just it's like i feel like this is the most we sort of spoke about this when we spoke about injustice for all it feels like we're like really entering the 80s now it feels like reagan has been elected it's happened guys we're in in the reagan era it's like (laughs) i noticed a poster when he's like in the school visiting his ex or mercilessly tracking down his ex-wife he um there's a poster on like one of the billboards that's like reaganomics and i'm like oh <laughs> yep sure is <laughs> God. yeah it's we bad. are thoroughly really in the bad. 80s it is pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> reaganism it's bad thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> see i kind of thought that you liked this movie or at least like found it pleasant I do like this movie. I think it's really stupid. 
and like bad, but I enjoy watching it. Like, I don't know. What did you think, Alicia? How did you feel about it? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I've only seen, I think, eight Al Pacino films, including this one. Um, Mm -hmm. So obviously, like, it was quite different to most of the others that I've seen. And yeah, I just didn't really know what to expect. Like, I feel like I thought it was going to be more lighthearted because I mean at the end of the day it's you know supposedly a comedy but it's about parental negligence basically (laughs) it is sort of difficult to like navigate that do you know what I mean like tonally it was just a bit all over the place yeah it is yeah I'm not sure I'd go as far to say that I enjoyed it but I didn't (laughs) I didn't like actively dislike it I don't have the same hatred towards it that Lara seems to have yeah yeah I think we've got the full spectrum of emotions (laughs) I'm kind of indifferent to it you know like it was yeah it was a movie yeah Yeah. I think indifference is the right like I think this movie like it wants indifference from you I don't think it wants to evoke any kind of strong emotion it's sort of just like yeah I guess it's a movie right like it kind of it's there Which and you watch kind it of weird like do you not think because I was watching it I was kind of like who has this been made for like yeah. who's the target yeah. audience of this film I can't imagine anyone being like yeah like what a great yeah, movie I know it's like really sitcom-y in parts yeah. like there are sort of like I mean, the score is really bad. I feel like we've said this so many times over the last couple of weeks we've been recording. It's been like, the sucks, score is yeah. terrible. But it's like, yeah. there are these moments of like outright kind of like corny comedy. And then there are these mm. moments of like, that are meant to be very serious and sort of, they just don't like mesh at all. Mm. There's like yeah. no kind of balance between the two things. Like, it, I'm like, maybe somebody... Maybe a director who had slightly more of an assured hand would have been able to bring it all together in a more coherent mm. way, but I just don't... I don't know. I don't know what this movie thinks about anything. Like, I think this movie yeah. hates women. That's kind of my only take on it. Hates women, yeah. loves dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dad propaganda. I said this in my Letterbox <laughs> review. I'm like, it's dad propaganda. Like yeah, the big dads, big dad funded this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I also have an issue with that as like a take because I don't think he's a good dad at all. <laughs> like, he has his moments, but like, I think broadly, it seems like he's got. Way too much on his plate to be doing the amount of fathering that he should be doing in order to be a good dad comparatively in the situation, right? Like, he's kind of Mm. frazzled and, like, he's, like, having all these weird little, like, lunch meetings with his, like, producing partner and it's just... I don't know. It's he's all over the place. This guy like shouldn't be raising five children. Like these five children should be yeah. somewhere else. I'm like they shouldn't be here. The apartment looks too small. I'm just like it's not good. I just don't I don't trust him with them. It's no good. It's bad. He does seem to be like leaving them to raise them. Like he's like <laughs> letting New York raise these children. Like the like sentient city of New York is like raising these kids. Which is why one of them has like the exact energy of like an old Jewish man. Like it's like exactly the vibe. Like I don't know what it is. <laughs> he's all this like pose that he does and I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, he's like it's great. <laughs> He looks, yeah, he's like a weary, why is that child so weary? It's just like everything he says to him is greeted with this kind of like air of just like, oh, my father. Like, what happened to him? 
I don't know how old he's meant to be either. I'm like, you're either no, like no 64 or 14, and I can't tell. <laughs> exactly. I can. God. I mean, I could try and explain part of the reason why this was a disaster, which is that Al and the director did not get on at all. Oh, okay. It was kind of sure. yeah. It was like pretty. I read that on Wikipedia. I also read it on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> this is our wow. We've already of our been research. doing our research, guys. <laughs> I did. I did read out my little book. But mostly, I read Wikipedia anyway. But um, yeah, like then there were like pretty extensive rewrites, like on during while they were filming it, and there were takes after takes oh, after okay. takes, and like to the extent that they kept like losing light and stuff, and it just seems like. This guy just doesn't know what he's doing, like, despite having been yeah. a director for, like, years, just doesn't, yeah. It's just really strange that Al was like, this guy will do a good job, like, for my first ever comedy. Like, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, it's really strange. And, like, when you think of, like, the comedy guys, directors who were working in this era, like, people who could have maybe handled this better. Like, it's not like it was a bad, we're kind of coming into a bad time for comedy, but, like, the 60s and 70s are mm. not... That the tone of the comedies that were coming out in that era, like you kind of somebody could have handled it better, I think. To yeah, to mm. be his first choice is very, very bizarre. He also he turned down Absence of Malice, which is ended up being Paul Newman is a Sydney Pollock movie, and Prince of the City, which is a Lumet movie, to do this. And I'm like, You're turning down Lumet to make this movie, <laughs> like, what is going on? Like Oh dear. Oh dear. <sighs> I haven't oh, seen man. Prince of the City, yeah. but I assume it's a lot better than this. Do you know who's playing the owl role in Prince of the City? No, I'm not sure. I know what the poster looks like, but I don't know who's who's the lead. I'll look it up. So, like, what is it about this movie that you like? Because I genuinely can't get my head around it. Please, I just defend like yourself. Al smiling and, and being, like, a nice man. <laughs> like, I just... It's really basic. I, I also, like, I think this, like, some of the bits with the kids are really charming. Like, I just appreciate that he gets to, like, play things happening to him in a way that he hasn't <laughs> in, like, cruising, like, and movies like that. Like, like, it's just, like, he gets to just have fun with it, and I like him enough as a movie star that I'm just happy to watch him do whatever. Sure. Even if he was having a miserable time making this movie, he at least plays, like... And I mean, I was actually thinking about Bobby Deerfield because he like plays depression in this like a hundred times better than he does in Bobby Deerfield to me. Like he's actually playing it as like a person who was depressed would act rather than in Bobby Deerfield where he's just like, there's just nothing behind his eyes. Like, I, I just think know, he's handsome. Man. That's my take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the first movie where this has really been like a a thing in terms of how much you've enjoyed the movie. <laughs> like yeah, that's been yeah. the dividing line. I'm just like... I don't know, man. This guy seems like he's got a lot going on. <laughs> it seems bad. It seems bad. I just, I don't know. I'm I'm just worried about those kids, man. I mean, I kind of, those kids, like, I kind of wanted to strangle half of them. But yeah. the ones I didn't want to strangle, I was like, you guys should probably be better looked after. <laughs> yeah, they really are I being... think the kids should unionise. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's... My children, like, eight men. <laughs> yeah, I think the See, kids. Are- I really liked the kids. I tried to, I tried to take notes Very whilst well. I was watching it because I was like, right, I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to have stuff to say, <laughs> and all of my notes are basically just like, oh my god, I love these kids. Oh, these kids are so wonderful. They're so cute. Like, I, I just, just feel- I love the kids. I just thought I they were do think so they're better than a yeah. lot of movie yeah. kids. Like, I do feel like in that way, the writing does excel. That they're like not incredibly annoying in a way that those kids 
could really be very annoying. Yeah. And I feel like movie kids are often mm. incredibly annoying. Like, yeah. like mm. Marriage Story. I wanted to strangle the kid in Marriage oh, Story. Like, that's the last thing I saw where I can oh remember a kid. Oh my god. Yeah, no, yeah. I, that, yeah. that kid's fine. He's fine. Like, I mean, that, yeah, there are like moments in that movie where you do want to kill him, but like, that's, you're meant to feel that way. Like, it's, it's a better movie than this. But, oh, it is, yeah. Um, I did think about Marriage Story when I was watching this, actually, like, unrelated mm. to the child being annoying <laughs> it kind of you know being a, a movie about like divorce and kind of like yeah. weirdly I suppose parents like they're kind of trying to sort of be civil with one another I suppose like I, I really can't I think the thing for me really is that the way that this movie handles the relationship between him and his wife ex-wife kind of soon to be ex-wife is really terrible like i i feel like there's just no coherence in how it wants us to feel about her how we're meant to think of her how it's sort of when how like we're meant to understand his relationship with her and like whether or not they're like a good match for each other because at points it kind of seems like they are but then it seems like they're not and then it's like oh she's a terrible negligent mother and it's like i mean she seemed fine like a minute ago i I didn't know that anything was was wrong there but like then we're meant to then she's like running off to cape cod or wherever she goes and it just yeah it's like but it's sort of holding her you know we're sort of meant to and, you know, he has this big angry speech at the end where he, like, goes to, you know, win her back. And then he's like, no, fuck you. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm too good for you, basically. And hops After back he, and like, his... literally physically carries her off. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, uh, yeah. maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. And it, it just, it's just confusing. Because I don't see her doing anything that he isn't on some level also doing, like, overstepping the way that they... The relationship that they have with each other seems to be fairly balanced in terms of, like, the chaos that they both bring to their respective households. Like, I don't think that it's... I think we're meant to think that she's, like, this really awful parent and that he's this, like, glistening saint of a dad. And it's, like, clearly not that cut and dry like i i mean i didn't think it came across that way and i just kind of felt like we're just like being told how terrible of a mother she is and we sort of see her be a kind of a bad mother for like a little while and then she goes away and it's like well i mean i guess it sucks that she's not here like obviously it sucks that she's not here but you can't like it just it feels like there's no nuance in how it approaches their relationship whatsoever and it's pretty frustrating to kind of I found it really frustrating that the movie sets us up to like believe that he's just a, you know, he's a hardworking dad trying his best and just trying to keep on keeping on because he loves his kids. And it, I don't know, he's all over the place, man. Like he's, not, you know, he's trying, but like he's not trying that hard. You know, just find the balance, man. If you want to be a good dad. Yeah, and I mean, Tuesday World is just not a character in this. Like yeah. she doesn't have. At no point do we understand what she's thinking or why she's making the decisions that she's making or, like, anything about her. Like, she's just, like, this kind of amorphous, like, blonde figure that, like, I don't know. And it doesn't seem like he understands her. Like, at one point she's, like, talking about... I mean, I I think she's actually lying and he's not an old friend, but when she's talking about this guy that he thinks she's cheating on him with and, and she's like, oh, yeah, like, 
he's a very dear friend and he's going through a tough time right now. And I'm like, how are you married and you have dear friends that you don't know that like the other person doesn't know about? Like, what's happening here? Like, how long have you been together? Is this like two months in? Like, I don't understand how that's happened and how they have like completely separate lives. And she's just like, yeah, I'll be back at like on this day or whatever it is. Like, I just, their relationship makes no sense at any point. But she's, I mean, she's great. I love Tuesday World so much. Yeah, she, I actually found her, like, I really liked what she was doing in this. Like, I felt, she felt very genuine throughout, I think. Even though, as you said, she's not really a person. (laughs) You know, she kind of (laughs) does well with, like, the little that she has. Especially compared to sort of other, like, Al romantic lead Mm. slash, you know, female counterparts. You know, she's doing a lot better than... She could be, I think. And they were, were they dating at this point? No, no, this is like a reunion. So this is about like 10 years after they were dating. Uh, oh, wow, for sure. A bit. But that's one of the good things about the like positive things about Alice that he maintains friendships with the people <laughs> that the women that he was dating. So like that proves that he's not a completely terrible person to me anyway. Um, so that's something. Well, that's good. That's um, nice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the fact that they could work together. I mean, it seems like they were both kind of a mess at that point in the 70s. But um, yeah, Tuesday World's such a fascinating sure. person. She really is. Yeah, she really is. And I, I sort of, I feel like I, she's one of those people where I sort of, she pops up in a lot of things and I go, oh, it's her. And then I kind of, you know, she makes an impression in whatever she's kind of doing, even though she's sort of, you know, she's not always the lead in these kinds of things. And, you know it's so rare for a woman coming up in that period of time to be the lead of anything so yeah yeah she is she's really compelling and she gets still kind of a shitty hand in this movie i think and it just she should be the second lead and then she's like supplanted yeah yeah they like completely kind of she vanishes for most of the movie yeah no she is she's like she's so much more interesting than diane cannon's character as well to me anyway and like She's only it, she's barely in it, despite I think being way more interesting than like Al's character or like anyone else in the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, kind of. I kind of wanted it to be like I wanted her to go off and do her like an unmarried woman thing. Like I wanted her to just like go and swan around on her own for a while, and like we could hang out with her as well as hanging out with Al. You know, yeah. but. No, this it doesn't offer the. I like the the <laughs> Diane Can character though. I thought she she's was right. fun. Yeah, yeah. She's a Again. bit manic pixie ish to me, but I kind of just wanted to get rid of both <laughs> oh, of <yeah>. the women. <laughs> like, I sort of just wanted it to be Al Pacino and his kids. Like at the beginning, I was like, oh, maybe this is going to be like great. Mrs. Bellfire, and it just wasn't. Would be like, good. which I yeah. feel like, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it? Like, I. I feel like it mm. was almost like two separate films. Like all the bits of Al and the kids, love that. All the other yeah. stuff. All the Broadway not stuff. Really that I'm like, interested. Do I care like... about any of this? <laughs> this got second act problems, guys. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Who cares? All, all the like play stuff is so like. I don't know if it feels contrived because it's sort of like that kind of thing is reiterated in movies about theatre, like all the time or Mm. it's just like so corny it's like they're all like standing there on the stage doing their like breathing exercises and the auditions are bad and they're like yeah he's got second act problems it feels so like oh we're making it we're making a movie about the theater this is what theater people are like and it's like just oh my god i did actually have 
have a thought about that. Like, with the kind of... Where they're like, oh, we're not New York intellectuals. We need to, like, be New York intellectuals now. And I was thinking about just... Kind of, like, about... While we were talking about cruising, like, it's just on my mind. Like, about the AIDS crisis and, like, the fact that so much of that community was gay and was in this crisis at this point. And, like, mm-hmm. him as, like, a straight guy who's married and has, like, five kids around. And I'm like, that's why your plays are <laughs> shitty. Like, you're making plays about, like someone in an English class and I'm like I would literally rather do anything else with my time than watch this like fake play that you've written in this movie <laughs> oh my god sounds What's so the boring na- the, play- the name of the play is so stupid like it's such a made up play name it's you know so what I mean bad. yeah I don't know what it's called but yeah it's what just... is it I remember thinking like what does that mean it's, just... <laughs> it's called English with tears <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean it's like sans you know it's like willa from succession oh yeah yeah it's it's exactly like that i'm like oh yeah this is a made-up play god it's just like people having like it's a very like whatever broadway thing we just have some people like having a chat and there's like some kind of something (laughs) happening in this like english class or whatever it is i think it is i really did but i'm not sure no idea they're like at one point they're talking about like someone speaking German and it's like what? Wait, <laughs> I don't understand what the the plot of this play is at all. I mean, I don't know if it would enrich my viewing experience if I did. If I'd be like, well, yeah. this is what the play's about. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think the I, movie I, really cares about like <laughs> that. Even though it kind of. I don't think the to... movie cares about anything. That's true. Like, what does it care about? Mm. Like, I don't know. Al, I guess it cares about him. Yeah, I think. which is why when you're like it's autobiographical, you're like, okay, I see. Like it's just uh, like you being yeah. like, aren't I great? I I did a good <laughs> job with my kids, right? Tell me, I did a good job with my kids. It's fine, right? It's fine. And you're like, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, which I think is why you're kind of right, Alicia. Like if this movie had been sort of like a a dad just trying to get by, and it had just like just been that, you know, like him hanging out with the kids and like having like little wacky adventures maybe that would have been more fun or at least i think it might have been more fun it would, or at least yeah. more coherent it definitely probably. Would. <laughs> yeah it's also like interesting that that this is like him doing his kramer versus kramer after mm. <laughs> which is like the solution to like someone else doing a movie that you want that you were like offered and getting an oscar for it is not to make that movie again like that's such a like <laughs> That's not the right reaction to have to that happening. Yeah, you have to take to the movie that, that you're movie, offered. But like, so much worse. Exactly. Like, exactly. I haven't seen Kramer vs. Kramer, but I assume it's better than this. Like, yeah, it's I, got yeah, two great actors in it. Too. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, I just like, why would that be your thing of like, Dustin Hoffman won an Oscar and now I have to like, do the same thing that he did, but worse. Like, I don't know why... Like take the yeah. interesting movie. Like that's the whole point of that. Like you you're being too conservative. You're not taking the movie that you should be taking. Maybe giving Al yeah. career advice from like forty years later. <laughs> Do you think he knew it was bad when he was making it? I think he probably thought it would be good to start with, but then like given the problems on set and like the disagreements that he had with the director, I'm guessing he kind of realised at a certain point. I mean I have a quote from him like talking about them working together and it's like what happened is we made the movie together. There it is. That shouldn't have happened. And then it says he laughs. Like, it's just like, great, great. So just really bad. Like, just really bad. <laughs> God, um, that bad, huh? Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is kind of like, I think we sort of spoke about this 
again to talk about what we spoke about with um with Unjustice for All, mm. it feels very much like he's entering this kind of transitional period, right? Like he's just really not I think the last, you know, yeah. good few movies we've covered have all sort of been this like Al is kind of floundering. Like he doesn't really yeah. know. He got where sober to, like, and he doesn't know what he's doing. Himself. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. And like you can't obviously it's a good thing that he got sober, but yeah. if that's going to kind of yeah, it's like he's trying. He's like pulling at all these things. He's like, I'm gonna do a comedy. I'm gonna do like a, like a serial killer movie. I'm gonna do, a, you know. He's just doing all this kind of like. He's throwing. In, he's kind of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks, right? Like it's kind yeah. of just him being like, well, I guess like now that I'm, and you know, the interesting thing about all these movies that we've watched is that they've all been like. Al Pacino in XYZ, yeah. right? Like, you look at the posters and it's just like, it's all his face. Like, it's just big pictures of his face. And it's kind of like him being like, okay, well, how can I take that Al Pacino magic and like put it in, you know, your quirky indie comedy or your yeah. like, yeah, the serial killer gay cop movie? Like, you know, it's. He's trying to work out where to fit, and he's just not he, fitting yeah. in any of these. He has like these, a fundamental really. misunderstanding or like lack of understanding of like what his <laughs> skill level, skill not skill level, like what his like wheelhouse is basically. Mm. And like I think without Marty Bregman, who was such a kind of guiding force for him in the seventies and was like the one who pushed him to do all the movies that are, are actually really good, he just doesn't know what to do with himself, and he doesn't know like he doesn't have good enough taste, I guess, or like enough knowledge of. <laughs> where he can be used well to, like, fit into something that's mm. actually good, like, to make the right choice. Even though I feel like it's obvious, but then I guess... I mean, we talked a couple of weeks ago about how, like, he he needs good directors. Like, he really is reliant on good direction, and without that, you can see him kind of just lost in stuff. Mm. So, I don't know. Yeah, it does seem to be... Yeah, he needs like an additional guiding hand, I think. Exactly, yeah. We can talk about the outfits. We could do we could do uh outfit, <laughs> outfit countdown, outfit corner. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to like <laughs> I'll try to think. I can't like picture any the only outfit I can picture is the luxury magician outfit, like the thing luxury he's wearing magician at the end. Outfit is really He's got good. like a red blazer and like a little scarf and like the big kind of like very sort of 70s glasses like he looks ridiculous i love it i really love it what's up with his hair the entire like his hair is different in like well every other scene he like gets he has a haircut yeah he gets up like a perm at one point because he's going through a crisis (laughs) and they like kind of comment on it but kind of don't i also have i i did think like the the kind of time scale in this movie is so confusing like yeah they jump constantly like and like one, it just cuts, and one scene is like six months later, and I'm like, "What just happened?" Like I didn't <laughs> gather that that was like. It's so hard to track like what time things are happening in. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, it's like they like cutting to a different episode if it was a sitcom, which is like fine. Yeah. But you have to yeah. actually make a point if you're going to switch between. Yeah. In that way. The sitcom but, yeah. energy in this thing is very real. For That's me, what he's he said like afterwards. He was like, "It should have been a TV show. Like it's ridiculous yeah. that this was." And also yeah. like it. He said that was the thing that I was gonna. He said that it played well on cable, and then he says, "Why don't we make movies just for cable and movies only for the theaters? Keep the big screen going, keep those theaters alive." And I'm like, "Oh, did Al Pacino predict streaming?" <laughs> like, 
Oh no! Ow! I can't believe you've done this. I know, it's all his oh. fault. It actually is all his fault. Actually all his fault. See? God. Jesus. And he made a Netflix. His comeback was a Netflix movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you say? Once yeah, Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, but he's like in that for like 10 minutes. He's it's not true. in a lot. Before Barely. the pandemic, that was the only Al Pacino film I've seen. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, I didn't know he was in it. <laughs> he's... I had absolutely no idea. <laughs> I mean, he's like barely in it, right? And he's like got glasses yeah, yeah. on. Like, Who he's... is he in it? When he's, is he um, in it? I don't remember. He's like right at the beginning. It's yeah. right at the beginning, right? He's, right, he's, he's, he's the guy... like near the end as well. But he's, yeah, he's like right oh, at the he? start. I rewatched it recently. Oh. Yeah, he's right at the start where like he offers Leo the job in Italy like to do the kind of Italian movies and he's like he's like I love those movies and he does like the impression of the machine gun he's like in one of the scenes while it's like playing it's good Al Pacino's a good actor he says says, what a picture yeah he does say what a picture picture. which is important important content (laughs) for me personally yeah no I mean I hadn't I only got into him like relatively recently so I'm not that yeah, much behind you yeah you, so. you say that like you don't you've only seen eight I don't think I've seen much more like I think maybe 12 I think because I was putting my I was ranking them all for the purpose of this podcast and I think I got to like 12 13 so you know that's not like an an insignificant amount of Pacino small man there are only ones. like 10 good ones so like <laughs> I feel like the ones I've watched, it was all like inspired by you guys. Like you'd be talking about <laughs> well, them. I was like, good. right, I need to watch. I need to watch Heat. I need to watch Dog Day Afternoon. Heat. Um, I love you, Heat. Oh, Heat. What are your favorites? What like tell us about your your owl feelings? Alicia. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. Like I enjoyed Heat, <laughs> uh, but I don't feel the same passion towards it as you guys do. I understand. Um, Dog Day Afternoon I actually really enjoyed like Mm -hmm. I did really really enjoy that one Scarface I didn't get Scarface is bad like preview for next week Scarface sucks (laughs) oh it yeah that just completely I zoned out I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened in it I yeah The Irishman I enjoyed Mm -hmm. again but, like, my issue, right, is that I have a very, very short attention span. So anything longer than about 89 minutes, <laughs> I sort of stop enjoying. So The Irishman was a bit, I don't yeah. know, it was a bit of a stretch for me, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. That's another thing about this film. I feel like, oh God, as yeah. an author, author, it could have been it's, about yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it's like, way too There long. was no need. Yeah. 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 I was really shocked that this movie was just under two hours. Like, I was it's like, oh, it's going to be, like... Like, like ninety yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they can't stretch this much out for that long, and they did. They managed it. Unfortunately, there's, like, so, yeah. there's so much you could cut, though, right? Yeah. Like it's so flabby. Just cut out everything apart from the bits with the kids. <laughs> like honestly, just yeah. just a movie of yeah. Al and his kids. That is that would have been I mean, better in my. Do you opinion. think this movie would have been better if it had been from the point of view of like one of the kids? Do you think? Probably. Maybe that's Probably. the fix. Like, do it as like a my parents are divorcing movie. Like, have it be like a kind of like you said, like a Mrs. Doubtfire kind of thing. Like, it's yeah. you know, lean into that because like the kids are very winning. Like, I might you know, I might have they have like great little outfits on. They've all got they like do. they all look they like do. tiny adults, which is <laughs> kind do. of quite funny. <laughs> they've all got like fancy knitwear on, and like it's very yeah. they're very like. 
New York art kids. Yeah. Like, they've all got little... They're just sweet. I love the little Spanish ones. <laughs> yeah, the Spanish ones are great. Oh my god, I feel like I need all the, the kids' names now, which is really annoying. But yeah. The Spanish one's called Geraldo. No, wait, Geraldo. <laughs> I actually don't know how to pronounce it. That's really bad from me. Alicia um, is in Spain currently for the listeners. So bad. Also, the bit when he says, what is it? Um the lady that's not the wife is around for dinner mm. and she gets she doesn't know which kid is which al pacino's like oh geraldo's the one with the spanish accent and i was kind of like what yeah he doesn't have what a spanish, spanish accent? accent like where's the spanish accent <laughs> yeah. apart from one time he says something like i'm spanish carajo or something like that i don't know but yeah the spanish accent yeah no yeah. wasn't really oh wasn't really there yeah the for, everybody's, to do it. for everybody's reference the kids names are Igor, Bonnie, Spike, Debbie, and Geraldo. <laughs> Igor? Jesus. Yeah, Igor is, is the, that uh... the eldest one. Yeah, the one that's yeah, actually the eldest. Yeah. 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 I do not remember him being called no, that. No, me neither. That's his name. I literally Igor. watched it right before, right before we came on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. And I just didn't. So they just never named, they never like call him, his name, call him by his I... name. Um... <laughs> I think. They probably do at some point, but it, it's sort of... Yeah. The kids aren't really... Like, the kids are cute, but they're all, aside from him, kind of background kids, right? Like, they yeah. don't get, mm. like, a lot to do plot There are some nice bits, though. I feel like if they had more kind of chance to just, like, have the kids chatting to each other without Al there, it could be kind of charming. Like, and, like, <laughs> yeah, them yeah, kind of, like, running so. the house while he's, like, out doing his play stuff. Like, I feel like they yeah. figure all that out themselves in a way that would be kind of fun to watch. But mm. I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's kind of the problem with this movie is that basically everyone else is more interesting than Al than his character. Like, kind of, yeah, he's just yeah. kind of around, and it's his story because it's like the uh, the writer is writing his own story. But like, if your side characters are more important, uh, more interesting than your protagonist, you've got some problems. I think. Yeah, I don't know. It feels kind of like. I don't know, it's just a bit narcissistic to make a film about yourself, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially a bad film. <laughs> like, like it's not even it's not even like, oh, I'm making this film because it's gonna be so interesting yeah. and yeah. like so entertaining and everyone's gonna love it. It's literally I'm making a film about myself because I can. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah. I'm about how like good of a dad I am. You know, yeah, it's despite not even all... like I've gone through this like incredible struggle in my life or like anything like that it's just like oh there are some extra kids in my house and i have to put this play on how terrible like <laughs> i know i'm sleeping with a beautiful woman and exactly. she's in love with me and i two beautiful just blonde don't... women are like like around um <laughs> it is also like like i was thinking yeah. a bit about like all that jazz while i was watching it which is obviously like <laughs> in a completely different <laughs> league to this movie but like if you're talking about like movies made about the person making the movie like that's the ultimate one of those and like Mm. is incredible and is like like not holding himself like like fossey is not saying like look how great i am he's like i realize that i'm terrible i'm so sorry to everyone who's around me like yeah exactly in a way that this is just like hey like aren't i aren't i nice yeah, I'm in doing. Way, it makes sense. Like all that jazz makes sense as a film because yes. stuff actually happens. In it. <laughs> exactly. Like this is just so mundane. Nothing happens. Yeah. Like hardly. I mean, stuff happens, I guess, but none of it's compelling or interesting at all. There's no like. It's like character based, but the characters aren't good enough that it's like worth it. You have to either have something happening, or you have to have the characters that are like more compelling than they are in this movie. <sighs> yeah, he's just such a like. I don't know, like, he's very quippy, like, he kind of gets, mm. like, cute little jokey lines, but that's kind of, like, I don't feel like he has a 
personality. Like I'm not I don't yeah. know anything about who this guy is other than like he's he's got to write a play. He's he's writing a play. <laughs> like that's it. I yeah, nobody really feels like a person at all, you know. Mm. And they try. They're like clearly trying, you know, but it's I just also not... got like big muppet energy in places. Like you know when like <laughs> You know when they have the like accountants or whatever who are like, yeah, no, oh my god, yeah, and they just remind me of I can't remember their names now, but they're like Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I just couldn't stop thinking about them when they were on screen. Yeah, they come on and they're like doing shtick. One of them's like, no, he's the lawyer. I'm the accountant, and you're like, what's going on? And he's like at all these re- these weird little restaurants and like having lunch meetings, just running around. It's it doesn't seem like he writes <sighs> anything at any point. Like he just yeah. kind of like is scattered and like runs around the place. And I'm like, but what are you doing? Like you're watching he's... other people put put on your play. Like what? Yeah, he's he's very stressed about like having to finish the play. But it seems like at no point does he attempt to like finish the play, c- contribute to the play at all. <laughs> like he just sort of sits. There. I was interested in that as, like, the fact that the writer is so important in Broadway and, like, that that he gets to be around and kind of veto decisions and, like, that it's kind of his play that's being put on and it kind of doesn't have anything to do with, like, anyone else apart from maybe Diane Cannon being, like, the star of it. I was thinking about that, like, with regards to, like, movies and how, like, the writers in movies just are completely sidelined. But I guess that's partly because of starting out a silent film where, like, you don't really need a writer. You just have to write some interstitials and, like, people kind of wander around and do bits in silence. Yeah. yeah. Well, movies aren't plays, though. Like, I mean, not to be, like, really obvious. Like, yeah, no shit, movies aren't plays. But, like, I think it's really hard to to make a movie about another medium of art, if that makes sense. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's just, it's, it always feels very contrived and very, like, either very knowing to the extent where it just like it becomes comedic or just like none of it feels it doesn't feel interested in being cinematic because it's trying to talk about theater right like it's Mm. you know it's like oh well it's a it's a play so we'll stage it like a play and it's like that's not necessarily conducive to like translating the feeling of being at a play or being at you know a concert or something like it's it's really hard to translate that kind of thing and I don't think I want more of this movie to be about the play, but I I think that it would be nice if I could kind of, if I felt like anything in this meant something to him, you know, like anything of like he's kind of like, it feels like he's like, (laughs) like a workaday playwright, which is a strange like you can't just be like a casual playwright. He's like rocking up like oh you know got to write, but then suddenly he's very invested in the reviews at the end, and he's like oh it can't be a flop like we got to make this thing work and. It just, somehow it gets very... away from the times, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. for what? Like, I know we don't it's see the play, way. but like, why? Everything, everyone working on this seems completely incompetent to me. But I guess maybe that's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I and also tell... to like not give a shit about it. Like, no one actually seems like they care about what they're doing. <laughs> like... Yeah, I can't tell if we're meant to think Diane Cannon is a good actress or not. And that really bothers I think me. She's... Yeah, I feel like maybe she's just pretty. Like, is she like a movie star who's like becoming a theatre actor? Is that kind of the vibe? Sort of. Or is it like... I think that was the vibe I got. Yeah. Like, she's... Yeah, she's... 
dabbling yeah. in theatre or whatever. And she sort of wants to be taken seriously. Like, he's taking her to all these, like, you know, like you said, he's, like, telling the kids that they need to be, like, sophisticated New York types, theatre-y. Yeah. And... It seems like she wants Marilyn and Arthur Miller, right? That's yeah. Mm. It seems like that's what she wants, you know, to be part of that kind of environment. But she's so out of place in it. She, yeah, Yeah. it's so weird, man. Like I don't know, and it also feels very like corny to have like, oh, you know, he starts sleeping with his leading lady. I know it's so stupid as well. It's like, why would you do that? Like. It, I, it also just feels very much like to me that this is made by someone who is like past their prime, like past the point where they're like cool or interesting, like in yeah. the culture anymore. Like, which I guess is the kind of feeling I get from most eighties like things, like that not, yeah. no one's really doing anything like new with them. But like, I don't know. It feels like it was made by someone who was like cool in the early seventies, and now it's just like remember when I was cool, and now I'm a dad, and I'm not cool anymore. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when I was your age, I was sleeping with blonde women. Like, just... (sighs) Yeah, I hate it. I kind of, yeah. I'm like, I feel like this movie is, like, morally repugnant. Like, I'm like, I don't trust anything it has to say about anything. And, like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's so much more offensive to me because it is so middling. Like, it doesn't even have the decency to be outright bad. It's just, like, lots of, like mediocre things which is so much worse (laughs) so much worse because at least if it was like fully bad you could kind of dunk on it without picking out all the stuff it's like we're pulling Mm. things that we did kind of like or saw potential in and it it's so much worse that it's not like just be bad like just be like a wacky 80s comedy you know like just do it you know (laughs) (laughs) i guess is this it for comedy Pacino for a while right like it kind of <laughs> until Jack and Jill no uh... yeah then we get we get it's this and then it's dunk and that's it that's uh, the, the leap I'm maybe? not 100% sure I don't want to like make that statement because I, I don't have it in front of me I mean he's in Frankie and Johnny which is a rom-com sure which yeah. kind of counts but it's not like I mean what he wanted to do was like a Buster Keaton like slapstick comedy but like he never got the okay. chance to do that and obviously mm-hmm. he's too old to do that now. So like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like that's obviously not what this is, but that's what he w- would have wanted to do because that's what he was doing in like the comedy clubs and stuff, not the comedy clubs. Oh, yeah, of the course, because he was a a sketch comedy guy, which exactly. is weird. It is weird. God. I do think he's quite good at the comedy, but I don't know if that's just because I find him char- so charming that I'll like. That and do whatever, but I just think that he's kind of he's good yeah, at the he kids has, and he's good at like laughing yeah. and you know yeah like yeah he has like a a sense of I think I've said this on this podcast before but like dramatic actors tend to do comedy less well than comedic actors tend to do drama that sort of lends itself more because you understand the rhythms of things when you're a comedian and I guess yeah I do I do think he he delivered he's not like. I mean, this is more of a, like, ride chuckle than it is, like, a yeah, laugh-out-loud yeah, yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's not... He's not, like, gunning for big laughs, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I did chuckle a couple of times, but it was, like, apart from those times, I wouldn't have really described it as a comedy. Yeah. Like, it just... It's sad. It's just a sad <laughs> film. Like, I don't know. The actual but, themes like, are really dark. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is, like... 
I almost cried a couple of times. Like it just, it, overall, it just made me feel really bad for these poor children. Um, I just care so much about these kids. I just, yeah. I want to know that they're okay. But like, yeah, I find it quite surprising that Al Pacino hasn't done more comedy because if you think about someone like Robert De Niro, mm. like he's, he's done quite a lot of comedy. Mm. And in my head, the two of them are kind of yeah. side by side and it works. I yeah. personally think that Robert De Niro does comedy well. The films are kind of like shitty films, but he's funny in them. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah he's, totally. I mean, Stardust is like fully one of my favourite like, I love Stardust. De Niro movies. My he's friend watched great. that the other day and she was like live messaging me like during it. And I'm like, he's so good, right? And she's like, yeah, this is so great. Like she loves like Dirty Grandpa as well. So like, she's like all on the like... Oh my god, De Niro comedy train. But you think that's what he should pivot to? Like Al should just be making like old man comedies now. Like that's no. I mean, (laughs) yes. We're like yes. Maddie's like no. I would like him to do. I mean, I mentioned this in in the Bobby Deerfield episode, but I was it that yeah. It like that I would like him to do a Nancy Myers movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I would like him to do something a bit more like that, where it's like not kind of the De Niro thing of doing like. I don't know. I feel like the De Niro comedies are like dirty and like, I don't know. It's, yeah, Sandlery kind of boy comedy. Exactly, yeah, which I don't feel like mm. Al, like Al is more of like an intellectual type, I think, than that. And like would be better like opposite. <laughs> rude. Rude oh, to I, my friend I think, Robert. I think that's fair. I think he is. I think he's like, he's like oh, more like bookish and like all of that. <laughs> I don't know. I just want him to just do something like, like, sort of sweet and charming where he gets to be like, he doesn't have to kind of do, I mean, I'm just thinking about Jack and Jill and I don't want him to have to do that again. Like, I want him to do like, something a little bit more relaxed than that. Like, um, well, I will remind you that Robert De Niro was in The Intern. Just saying, Robert De Niro has made a Nancy yeah. Myers movie, so not, not you know, uh, yeah. But even saying. that is like weird and horny because like he gets jerked <laughs> off by some like massage like woman or something. It's awful. But isn't he like uncomfortable with it? Isn't that the like? Isn't Maybe it, like, I don't Maybe. know. I haven't seen it. I'm just like oh, you haven't seen it. I, I yeah. No, I don't know. It's- Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen like every Nancy Myers movie. I listen to Blank Check, Clara. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen What Women Want, but otherwise I've seen all of them. <sighs> it's again. not very good, anyway. But but I want him to be in Something's Gotta Give, basically, which is not possible because Jack Nicholson <laughs> is in Something's Gotta Give. Oh, Nicholson, Jack. But yeah, I just yeah, I don't think like the kind of De Niro comedy is what he should be doing, but like. I reckon Al could have done Stardust. Like, he could have done something like that. Yeah, I mean, when I said about the De Niro comedies, I've just had a look to see which ones I've actually seen, and I'm not entirely sure why. I was like, yeah, they're great, because, like, (laughs) The Intern is really not good. And have either of you seen Las Vegas? Where it's, like, all these old men go to Vegas for a week. Oh, I know of it. (laughs) I saw that in the cinema. Um, Wow. Really? Wow, a real fan. mm, I feel like Al could have... He could have been in that. Like, it wouldn't have yeah, been a good yeah. career move, oh, yeah. but he could oh, have yeah. done it, like, quite easily. I mean, he's yeah. made, like, one of those movies, right? He's made, like, a... We're all old guys. Collins. No, it's, some, it's called, it's called like... It's called, like... Manglehorn? Old guys or something. Oh, stand-up guys. Stand-up stand up guys. guys. <laughs> With Walken. It's, see? It's, Walken is yeah, such it's a, a Walken. like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walken is somehow like yeah like in all of them like Walken is like booked and busy like 
He's, he's on it. Wilkin's great. Maybe he should do that. Like, he should just be a Wilkin guy and just, like, pop up for ten minutes and be like... I mean, he has a career you know? now, Lara. He's in a Ridley Scott movie that's coming out this year. He's also yeah, in, in, like... in a terrible movie about Nazis that's also coming out this year. Oh, but, of course, um, yeah. But, but let's ignore that. He's in he's in House of Gucci, so he's <laughs> in stuff. So is Jared Leto, though. Like, it's not, that's true. you know... It's but not Jared is like in everything. Like he just pretty, gets in yeah. there. Remember how we in like crazy uh, prosthetics. We gave Jared Leto an Oscar, and we all just have we, to we did. That. Like that's something. Oh, what? what did he get an Oscar for? Dallas Buyers Club. Did he? Yeah, oh for God. playing a, for playing a trans woman, which is really wow. great. That's the, what, the first of, like, two actors who got Oscars for playing trans women. It's great. God, it's great. I'm yeah. sure there are more than that, but... Uh, yeah, I think there might actually be a couple more, which is... Or at least nominations, certainly, which yeah. is mm. bad. God. Anyway. Well, we'll hold has, out hope for Has Al Pacino Gucci. done any, like, voice acting? No, he hasn't. He hasn't done a Shark so. Tale. That, see, that is exactly <laughs> what prompted that question, because Shark Tale is objectively one of the best... You know, animated films of all time, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah in totally. My opinion. Sure. Oh my God. <laughs> um, We've had two Shark Tale fans on back. I might be completely misforgetting this, but I'm sure Francis also likes Shark Tale. I think he's like not like Shark Tale. I've never, I, I know I have seen it, but I haven't seen it in like, I don't know, 20 years. More, oh less my than but, God, you know. I've seen it so many times. I watched it in <laughs> lockdown. I think I might, I might have watched it twice in lockdown. It's so good. <laughs> Martin Scorsese is famously in that movie. Wait, um, so what's the what's the all I remember about Shark Tale is that like there's a car, like he works at a a fish car wash or something yeah like, yeah. yeah a fish wash oh, it's know. so good it's a whale wash <laughs> oh, so me. you get a whale of a wash and the price oh my gosh or something like that it's amazing <laughs> it's so good and. I am famously very like I'm anti Jack Black in anything other than School of Rock, but I always sure. forget that he's in Shark Tale. So actually, School of Rock, amazing best and film Shark ever. Tale. Shark Tale, oh. also an acceptable Jack Black performance. Anything else, <laughs> no, he shouldn't exist outside of School of Rock and Shark Tale. Have Jack you seen Black the is holiday? One of my least favorite movie stars. Yeah. Do you like the holiday? No. Do you like the no, holiday? No, I hate the holiday. I saw it for the first time. I saw it for the first time this Christmas because everyone always goes yeah, on about it's miserable. it. And I think I gave it like one and a half stars. It's objectively the worst Christmas film I've ever seen. And I've it's seen terrible. a lot of really bad Christmas films. So it sucks. Yeah. I never get over the fact that that movie like basically opens with Kate Winslet trying to kill herself. She's doing like, a Sylvia Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's really bad. <laughs> It's so awful. And also, like, I'm sorry, but Jack Black as her... is is he He's her love interest, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she's not Cameron Diaz, so it's she gets the, like... <laughs> and he's the same He's the same in every film. He is just his yeah. character yeah. in School of Rock. But in School of Rock, it works. In everything else, it doesn't. High Fidelity, yeah. it kind of... Like, he gets away with it. Yeah. Yeah. But... I feel like High Fidelity is kind of like the birth of the Jack Black thing, yeah. right? Like, yeah. that's him, like, deciding that that's his shtick, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love School of Rock. What a great movie. I love School of Rock. <laughs> we just think finding oh, ways to yeah. not talk about all the <laughs> I did want to talk about, like, since we were talking about voice acting, I did want to mention Al's voice because I do think it's worth noting that, like, this is the point at which, this is, like, the point of no return for him sounding like himself. Like, he's lost any, like, 
high pitch, mm. like real New York, mm. like the register that he has in like Dog yeah. Day Afternoon is like completely gone at this point, and it's really a shame. That's that's very true. I kind of didn't even really notice, but you're totally yeah. right. I guess that's because it's sort of retroactively that's how you think of it, right? Like that's yeah. the you know say hello to my little friend etc like that's kind of yeah. what you think of right yeah that's really true oh and it's so that sucks that this is like the <laughs> this is the fun and like he'd be good with like a little bit of sort of new york shtick yeah. in this right like that would yeah. be very charming if if he know... sounded like a kid still like if he still yeah. had kind of yeah 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 you know but i mean it starts know. to go in like i think even in in Bobby Deerfield, it's starting to go, and then like, and Justice for All, it's also like it's heading out a little bit. But yeah. uh, this is this is the point <laughs> in which like, out. yeah, exactly. But then I, because I always thought that, like Scarface was what like ruined it, but it wasn't that. It was obviously like smoking. Like it's not just yelling in one movie. Like it's it's like damage that he's that he's done to his voice over like decades. But yeah, that would be so funny if he just like walked off the Scarface set and was like, "Fuck, what have I done?" <laughs> damage. Too much shouting. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That movie yeah. is terrible. God. Anyway, but yeah, no, it's a shame. I miss his, I miss his old voice already, and it's oh. now like decades and decades of this again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're God. I mean, we're approaching like break time for Al, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Revolution is what like... really, really killed it, and then yeah, then it's quick time, and then he'll come back with Sea of Love. You can kind of, I think you feel it in this movie. You know, like I said earlier, mm. it's like a kind of confusion about like who. He just it feels so like detached from anything that he could connect to in this, you know, right? Yeah. Like it's not like he, you know, I feel like maybe he's not married. He, had... he doesn't have any children. Like yeah, yeah, he's he seems like, like a very strange like... choice. I don't know. He's not a man I would immediately yeah. think of as paternal. Like I know that's not his fault. Like and he's an actor. Like it shouldn't matter, but. He doesn't give me dad energy in this. He does give me flustered playwright, but I don't think he gives me dad. No. He's a bad dad. He is a bad dad. I'm putting it out there. Like, I know that this is a movie about how great of a dad he is and like, but he's no good. He's, he's no good. He's like, he does all the things that he complains about his wife doing. You know, he shacks up with a woman eight weeks after his wife leaves him and like, his kids are yeah. meant to accept that, and like we're meant to accept yeah. that. He's, you know, he goes missing for big chunks of time. He's like not providing for them. Clearly, like they're all like hanging out in this little house, like sort of. Why don't they have a nanny? Fending like, for themselves. Yeah, like they're rich. Like, Why aren't they? Exactly. You clearly have enough money that you could pay someone yeah. to look after these children. Like, it's not that difficult. I know, and there's. I don't know, I had really odd feelings about, because the two girl children go off, are like taken off to live with their, yeah. their like actual, their, their blood father. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> that sounded really drastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like, they're like, he's awful. He doesn't like us. He hates us. And, like, he just seems like a guy. Like, I didn't get any kind of negative energy. He also him. looks like Al, which I thought was really funny. Like, he has <laughs> he the same, like, vibe, and I'm, like, so true. <laughs> he does. But, like, he doesn't seem... Like, it's not like he's, like, a cartoonishly bad dad. Like, when they run off, he's, yeah. like, concerned. And when he picks them up, he's like, hi, girls. And, you know, he, like, gives them a hug. It... I don't know. I I think that everyone else is painted to be like a really awful, negligent parent in this movie. And like, regardless of how bad they are or not 
he seems to come out completely uncritiqued in everything that he sort of does. You know? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the movie is so thoroughly on his side, even though he's he's doing a lot of stuff that seems dubious, you know? I, I think you are right about him being, like, a bad dad, because he's, you know, arguably not a good father, but I think he's a nice dad. Like, he's bad, but he's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, he's doing his best. The son, the son that's, like, his biological son or whatever, there's bits with them where it's, like, they're just pals, mm. they're, like, best friends, and it's kind of, yeah. like, he's not so much a dad, he's just, like, a nice man. Like, he's just a friend yeah. to these kids. And yeah. I guess from a child's 100%. perspective, they maybe aren't really thinking, like, oh, he's a bad father. They're just like, this man's nice to me. Like, he talks yeah. to me like I'm a human, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But it's just when he's like, he wants to go on a run and he says to the son, he's like, come with me, I'm depressed. Like, you have to come, I'm depressed. And it's just like, just imagine, oh, yeah. imagine your father saying that to you when you're like 12 or whatever. I know, I know. Yeah, I, that's like, that totally nails it. Like, he's a fun dad, but he's not, a, like, the, the, the distinction between being a good dad and being a fun dad is like a very distinct thing, right? Like, he's a good, like, he like makes them laugh and he like, you know, is nice to be, like, is kind to them, but, like, if is he's actually doing, like, dad work? Not really. It's <laughs> right? exactly like, like Mrs. Doubtfire. I'll say it again. Like, it's the same <laughs> You're kind totally of right! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he gets to do the fun dadding, but he's not doing, like, parenting, hmm. right? Yeah, like, he's, yeah, exactly. Like, you yeah. know, because that's the thing, yeah, that's the Mrs. Doubtfire thing, is that, like, the mum has to be the, like, upper hand and has to, like, discipline them. Mm. and he gets to like go on little little scrape have little scrapes with him and like be a be a fun dad and it's not mm. you can't be a good dad at, you can't be a fun dad and a good dad at the same time you have to like balance that yeah. you know mm. this is just me being like <laughs> these are my feelings on fatherhood <laughs> it is kind of like interesting that the decision to have like the person who leaves be the mother that mm. is kind of interesting for like an 80s movie. I don't actually know if that happens in Kramer versus Kramer. Maybe it does. Because he does end up looking after the kid in Kramer versus Kramer. But like, it is interesting that this is like the point at which where they're like, oh, like, maybe dads can look after children. And that's actually kind of groundbreaking. <laughs> like, that, that, that yeah. mothers aren't that's the only people true. who actually have to do the caring for like these kids. Like, yeah. not necessarily this movie, but just like in this era of like America. Like, yeah. But yeah, like and like the stuff he's like, I just feel like it doesn't really make sense. Like all the times when he's kind of, like when he's in Cape Cod and like talking to Tuesday Well, and he's like, you're like you're terrible. Like you you left your kids. Like you don't treat like the men that you date like people. You don't treat your kids like people. And I'm like, this feels like something like ninety percent of men do. So like I don't know if this is really like, I don't yeah. know if this is yeah. that interesting. Like as a kind of gender flip yeah. at this point, I don't know. Yeah, he can't say that he. She, yeah, him saying that he doesn't. She doesn't treat the men she dates like people when he's like, going out with a woman he is meant to be working with, invites her to move into his house eight weeks after meeting her, and then kicks her out of her of his house. Like it's not. Yeah. You know he's not exactly doing too hot in the romantic relationship department either. Like it. Yeah. 
Uh, that's what, yeah, I just feel like this movie has such a double standard in how it talks about her and how it talks about him. Because I don't yeah. think that she's a good mum, but I don't think that it gives her any wiggle room to be like, actually, you suck, man. Like, when he yeah. takes goes to her work and, like, starts yelling at her because he's like, I want to talk to you. And she's, like, trying to, I felt, I was so uncomfortable during that scene where he's, like, yelling at her in front of her students. I was mm. like, this is, like this is bad like don't do this like no i wouldn't want to talk to you if you were gonna interrupt me in the middle of my work day and like uh, embarrass me in front of the children i have to teach like that's you know, children she like i don't know if she's teaching like intermediate adult french <laughs> they're not children <laughs> but uh, but even so it's just like it's not it's not and cool. And he's like, he's like, can't you rearrange your like class that you have yeah. to so that we can have a conversation? And I'm like, Al Pacino, you don't have a job. Like, you can rearrange whatever. Like, I realize that he is a playwright, but like, yeah. he's basically not doing anything. Like, he can rearrange whatever he's doing. Come on, like, yeah, he's no like, I can't of what, re- like, you can rearrange like. your class. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you can rearrange your class, but I can't rearrange my arbitrary meeting with, yeah. like, Settler and Waldorf. Like, I can't <laughs> do that. And, like, when I get to the meeting, I'm completely checked out. I don't interact. I mess up everybody's names and then I go home. Like, it's so. Yeah. Ah. Uh, he's that so. Whole bit where he's, like, he's, like, calling everyone the names of, like, people related to his wife's affairs. And I'm like, does he have dementia? Like, what is oh, this? Yes. Like, that's not something that an actual person would do. Like, what is that? this is actually a movie about a man grappling with very intense mental illness literally it's just (laughs) he has a degenerative brain condition like this is like the father like exactly exactly (laughs) oh god do you want to talk about about diane cannon yeah i do because i'm such a fan of her both in everything else I've sort of seen her in and in this, I also really like her. Just like, I don't think she gets anything to do, but I just think she's funny. Like, I think she's yeah, just a really yeah. good comedic actress. I, I followed this viewing up with Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice, and she's so wonderful in that and so funny. She's called Alice in both. I wondered if that was like, oh, on yeah. Purpose or like... that's true. Yeah, that's also, a good that point. Also, Alice doesn't live here anymore, Joke is good. Like, that's yeah, like, I agree. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. why are those children watching a- like that's the most ob- like yeah of course these children have seen Alice doesn't live here anymore <laughs> like of course of course, of course opening night yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah and then they're like making cracks about like having to see Romanian films it's like you're watching Alice doesn't live here anymore <laughs> like clearly you're not that far detached from independent filmmaking like come on now. but wasn't this the time when they just weren't making movies for kids so like kids just saw like whatever was around that's probably not true they probably were at this point i mean that's disney the, existed by it's now a, it's like, 1980s like yeah yeah disney is definitely yeah back to the future star wars happening. star yeah. wars came out like it's that's 1980s true. star wars, star wars came out. out like three years ago they've got that's true you know the kids are doing all right they're about to like enter the world of the blockbuster you know that's true they shouldn't be watching Scorsese movies about motherhood. Like, you know. <laughs> they came out, like, like nine years before this movie is made. Like, <laughs> so they're, they would have like, been, like, like seven. Fully three years old. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and that's, I think that's kind of, I think the kids are, like, they have that sort of sitcom thing where it's, like, they're, like, mini adults. They're not, like, children. Yeah. They're, like, mm. tiny 
hum- tiny like grown humans just like being quippy yeah. and clever and like it's cute but it's also like I don't feel like they're responding to these things in the way that children respond to things you know like you know it's like they they have that his son has that conversation with him where he's like are we getting a divorce like he says are we getting a divorce and it's like you're a child like why can't you respond to this like a ch- you should be able to respond to this like a child instead of like a weird little adult man <laughs> you know like like an old Jewish I kind man. of love like, that there's a, there's a TikTok where like oh. some somewhat like some guy like films his kid and his kid has like huge like Woody Allen energy but not in a creepy way like can just like he seems like an old <laughs> Jewish guy and like it's so funny because this kid is like 13 or something and this guy just like films his kid and the kid's just like stop it but it's the vibe it's just I can't get over how like it's just so great like I'm, I feel really bad for the kid because it's like a 13 year old and I'm like no one wants to be like laughed at on the internet when you're 13 but also it's so funny oh, I, I know exactly the video you yeah made. it's yeah. really good <laughs> But I don't know. I don't know. I just want them all to have like. I want them all to be able to express their emotions. You know, he doesn't seem like a dad you can sit down and have a conversation with about how you feel, and I feel like they need that. I don't know. He's the only want... one in the movie that's like allowed to be depressed. Like, yeah, everyone else yeah. has to just like look after him and like, like step yeah. around his feelings, like. Yeah, which yeah. is such a again such a sitcomy thing. Like, oh, well, the kids are hyper-competent, but their dad's a fuck-up. Like, hijinks ensue. Like, you know, you just... Ugh. I don't know. I give up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Al. This one stinks. I don't know. Anything else? I'm, like, looking at my notes. Um... I was like, the 80s literally were a mistake, though. When did Reagan come in? Is this his fault? And then I have another note that says 1981. It is his fault. Um. Yeah, it really is. Like, the 80s just... Did the 80s just suck? I mean, like, I'm saying this because obviously, like, my I just have 70s brain poisoning at this point, where it's like, yeah. I can't tell if I'm just completely biased because everything I like comes from that period of time now. But, yeah. like... Just uh, oh, the 80s. Like, this movie is so 80s, even without, like, even though it has kind of 70s aesthetics, you know? Like, everyone sort yeah. of, you know, it isn't like 80s, 80s, you know, like Stranger Things, 80s, but yeah. it just, it feels so, like this, like, uh, uh, I find it even so. Even like, like, it's very, like, the, like, individualism thing of the 80s, it has that even going through it, where, like, everyone is just, like, looking after themselves, and there's no, like, let's all talk you know i don't even know what i want instead of that but do you know what i mean like they're just each character is just completely out for themselves in this and has like no consideration for anyone else's feelings like yeah including like most of the adults and like the kids seem a little bit better at that like they at least are like nice to each other but like that kind of yeah everyone's just like pursuing their career or whatever it is it's like very 80s the posters they have around the house are kind of fun like all the like Movie, yeah. all the music posters. Yeah, he has a Bruce Springsteen poster. In he does, and a James Taylor which, poster. Which made me very happy. Uh, at one point, when they're like out and about, there's a poster for Amadeus, which made me very happy, because mm-hmm. I love Amadeus. <laughs> I also have a note like, that says, don't smoke around the kids, Al, which, <laughs> true, true me. I don't um, know, it's the 80s, everyone's smoking around everyone, nobody cares. The kids are smoking. Like, the kids are smoking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew Gregory is the first director they fire. That's kind of fun. <laughs> that is fun. 
he is uh, my dinner with Andre fame. Yeah. I like this movie as a vehicle for all these new Hollywood stars approaching middle age. I mean, they're in their late, 40, late 30s, early 40s, but I mean, you know, yeah. middle age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sure. kind of fun. Like, these guys, these like people who... But then again, like, Tuesday World just made Thief, which is like a great movie. So she doesn't really need this. Yeah. Although Thief wasn't successful, but you know what I mean. Like, anyway. Thief is so good. Final thoughts, Alicia? Yeah, all my notes would, on this film were just like, oh, the kids are cute. And like, yeah, that was basically <laughs> it. And then, and I also made a note because at one point he says to, I think the kid's called Spike, he says, you always got a home if I got one. And I just thought that was quite cute. Aww. It is cute. But yeah. That's yeah. Um, what did I want to say? Oh, yeah. Maddie, you seem to have takes on the outfits in this movie. Do you want to tell me what your favorite uh, outfit yeah. is in this movie? Your favorite outfit? Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's like both charming and a terrible character detail that he can't tie a tie like at oh, 42. God. Like I'm Ugh. like, that seems crazy to me. But also, it. I like the I like the little red jacket. I like the little like corduroy jackets. I have a note that's like maybe I should buy a corduroy jacket just because I think he looks nice <laughs> in them. Uh, yeah, that's kind of it. There aren't that many like like he's not in that many outfits. I just like that he's kind of rumpled and like he's wearing colors and stuff. I feel like he spends quite a lot of time walking around in like underpants and a that yeah. shirt. I like that outfit. That outfit's yeah. good. <laughs> Love to the, see like, the thighs. Shirt. It's always good. Yeah, yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> he looks like a child. <laughs> um, He's so embarrassing, my god. I love it. I really love it. <laughs> I, it's great. <laughs> this is the point at which we realise that, like, me just loving Al is, like, I can just overlook anything embarrassing because I'm like, it's charming. It's charming. Because he's still hot enough to me that that he can get away with it. Like, soon he won't be, but right now I'm like, just do whatever you want, Al, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will give you that he looks better in this movie than he does in Cruising, but I think that's yes. only because in Cruising he looks like he's on death's door 90% of the time. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like, he's covered in sweat and he's very I honestly think he like... looks good in Cruising, but I think he does, he looks younger in this as well, I think, than in Cruising. Um, yeah. Yeah, weirdly he kind of does, even though it would make more sense for him to look older in this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I guess this is kind of like part of the thesis, I suppose, right? Is that like you're happy to watch this movie because you're a fan and I'm like Yeah. <laughs> morally offended by this movie <laughs> because I'm not a fan. <laughs> this is gonna be a difficult like year and a half if you can't handle like <laughs> bad Al Pacino movie. It's just because it's dads. Just because I have strong okay. feelings about bad dads, I'm like, I can't do yeah. this. Like, I'll watch some, like, crappy 90s vehicle. Oh, my cat's yeah, here. Yeah. My cat is here. Oh, the cat's here. Cat check. Cat check. Cat's here. She's, like, <laughs> staring at something. I can't tell what she's staring at, but... It's a know. ghost. Yeah, it's a ghost. We'll that. see my cat in a minute. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, that's it, right? Let's just end yeah. it. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Scarface is next week. It's not a good movie as far as I'm concerned. Lara hasn't seen it yet. Have but you it's not a big seen boy. it, Lara? Mm-mm. No, I haven't oh, seen it. I'm, I'm excited to watch it because I obviously like it has so much baggage. Like it's such a 
culture-y movie. So I'm interested yeah. to see what I think of it. And we have a guest next week as well, which is nice. Yeah, we, yeah, just, we like, have Kieran on next week. Swimming in guests. It's great. It's Alicia, it's thank you for being on the pod. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for your take. Yeah, sorry I couldn't offer more analytical, <laughs> you know, hot takes, but this is not a movie really... to be like analyzed. No, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't feeling inspired. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. We'll like we'll we'll find something like thematically dense for you and get you on again. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We make Alicia do homework next time. <laughs> I tried. I read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> you did the same amount that we usually do, so it's fine. Yeah, that's that's all you need. That's truly all you need. We like studied last week. It was nice to not have to study this week to just be like, this yeah. movie's bad, and I don't have to like give it too much of the yeah. time of day. Like, yeah, last week we wanted to be well informed, and this week I'm like, I don't need to be informed on any of this. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, like how does Broadway work? On. Like. What? <laughs> we're back again What's to a like play? the title like... <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly it's like yeah nobody does that i've never seen anyone do that <laughs> author author i did i tell you i thought this movie was about him being a, like i thought this was like dead poet society like i thought he was like a like a teacher that would be so good <laughs> <laughs> i thought for some reason i was like this is a movie about al like teaching kids how to write plays i don't know i think i just merged I would like love that. playwright and children and i was like that's Dead what this is about? Yeah, yeah exactly exactly it was like <laughs> it's like sister act like he's just gonna <laughs> come in and teach children how to write plays i guess maybe i wish that's what this movie was about maybe he like puts the children in the play or like the play is about mm-hmm. the children <laughs> that would be good like the end of home again he's just like written a play about the process of like child rearing you like you like see the see the like title card or whatever on the page and it just says like author author by like (laughs) i hate that i hate when they do that in movies um i I love it if they'd have done that i would have enjoyed it What if it was just misery? What if this movie was just misery? Like, that was, that's what this movie was. It's Diane it's my... Cannon, like, tying him to a chair and being like, exactly. finish the play! <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Oh. Five stars. All of, all of these movies sound way better than this movie, I gotta say. Yeah, it would be great if this movie had, like, any... I was gonna say if it had any gimmick, but it literally does have a gimmick and the gimmick isn't interesting. Like, that's the problem. <laughs> Uh, yeah dear. it doesn't have enough of a gimmick yeah it's like it's like it has like three half gimmicks and they don't add up to one coherent gimmick exactly exactly <laughs> well <sighs> yeah scarface next week thanks for listening guys um follow us on twitter and instagram if you would like to see more Pacino content uh you can you know find us there uh find us on you know wherever you normally find us i don't know (laughs) (laughs) what about you alicia where should people find you on letterbox you can follow me on letterbox if you wish to see more of my insightful movie (laughs) opinions you know (laughs) excellent we'll look that in the show notes excellent uh great thank you for listening Goodbye. That's everything. Goodbye. Author. (laughs) Author. (laughs) Podcast. Podcast.